When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to the E2C Network, your source for Auburn Tigers news and discussion. Welcome back to a brand new year of Auburn Athletics. It is that wonderful time again where everything is getting started back up. Auburn football, Auburn soccer, cross country, volleyball, equestrian, and many, many other things will be coming throughout the year. We're here tonight to discuss everything that we are anticipating for the academic and athletic year for 2019 to 2020 with myself and many other contributors here on the E2C Network. Tonight. So without further ado, let me start bringing in them in one by one so you'll know who is talking tonight. And as usual with last year's show, this can be a bit of a what's a good word to describe this, Jessica? A chaotic, a chaotic you know, this this can be quite interesting at times. So we'll we'll see how this goes again. Thankfully, some of our more interesting characters are not on this show tonight, aka Chandler. So we won't have to worry about too many shenanigans, although Ben and Drew, I think, are pretty pretty entertaining in and of themselves with this uh, Riggle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right well first off i guess i should you know make up for last year where i called ben number one in my life and bring in <laughs> you know, my better half here who's sitting to my right right now as a co-host or actually the host i should say for uh tiger tracks i am the co-host That's you right. are the host i'm a driver yeah so she is here to give you perspectives on track and field cross country welcome jess Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that I'm number one in your life again. I fully expected you to say I'm going to bring in the number one person in my life and say Peter or AJ or Austin or Drew, actually anybody except me. So <laughs> wow. thanks thanks for having me and thanks for acknowledging that I should be number one. Is in this your life. a like, you know, a show about the athletic and a- the academic year or is this oh, about this, therapy? This, be about Auburn. Don't this is not Tiger Tracks. They don't need us bickering like five minutes into the show already. <laughs> So Tiger Tracks is built on the foundation of a quality, hilarious marriage. Sure. It's hilariously crazy sometimes. It has to do with running sometimes. So join Running us. away from each other at times. All right. <laughs> so let's keep moving right along here. And we'll start uh, with Mr. Benjamin King, who has been probably our longest running guy who's still here on the ETC Network. He is part of No Huddle, our Auburn football podcast. Mr. Ben King, are you going to behave yourself tonight? I'm uh, so much older, but none the wiser. So uh, we'll see. And no more mature. (laughs) Absolutely not. But look, I love you, Ben, because you are an unabashed Barner and you are not ashamed to show it. I did my prep work before the show. I uh, turned on my phone and that's it. (laughs) I was going to say, what is is your prep work to decide how how you're going to explain? (laughs) My prep work is calling AJ and saying, hey, man, let's do this. (laughs) Well, speaking of, I, I can vouch for that. It's true. There he is, our 
co-host for No Huddle. The next one I'll introduce AJ Richardson, uh, who has been with us the second most amount of time, I believe. And he also works with me alongside on uh, social media stuff. So usually I say if there's something wrong, blame AJ, but it honestly probably. (laughs) But uh, AJ, thank you for being here and thank you for putting up with Ben for so many years on the No Huddle Show. Yeah, thank you, sir. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, Ben can be a handful, but I I think it's a fun handful. Uh, it's uh, You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. I mean, what, like three weeks ago he said he was hoping Cam Newton uh, – no, Cam, Cam Martin. Would, I was uh, hoping Cam Martin. Martin would turn into Cam Newton. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be great too, but he is a running back, so – well, his uh, his favorite phrase so far this year, I think, was "Go be a unicorn." Isn't that what you said, Ben? Grow your horn. Grow your horn. Be a unicorn. You know, if Cam Martin's <laughs> going to be Cam Newton, that's quite a unicorn. That's that'll be it would be horn I've ever it seen. <laughs> yeah, grow like six inches or eight inches or something, and throw the ball a few times around the field. Maybe fly through the mm. air with capes and all that. You know, just good and times drink, and drink Man. candy juice. Uh, but anyway, enough about football. Let's bring in the other football into the broadcast tonight. And we'll start right off the top with Mr. Peter Green at hailing from Memphis, Tennessee. He has uh, been one of our co-hosts for stoppage time, the Auburn soccer podcast podcast, the first ever Auburn soccer podcast. We can say that without a doubt. Welcome Peter to the show. War Eagle soccer is back. It is. And uh, you know, I did a little reconnaissance for you and drew uh, not that I really knew as much was going on as, uh, as you two would, but Hey, you know, and by the way, I, I think you know this already. I, I met coach Karen Hoppe. So be jealous, my friend. I am. Uh, we're due. We're due. <laughs> we'll see if we can uh, arrange that sometime in the future. Cause I'd, I'd love for you guys to get me here because she's an awesome lady, uh, very friendly and uh, very welcoming. So uh, the other half, and I, I won't categorize him as the better half because, you know, I, I waffle back and forth on that at times. Uh, but Mr. Drew Hooper, he's also originally from Memphis, I believe, but now hails from Oklahoma. He stuck out there with the Sooners and the Cowboys mm-hmm. and somewhat with the Razorbacks. You're somewhat in that proximity, at least. Uh, so, Drew, how's Oklahoma treating you? Oh, in case you didn't know, Boomer Sooner is basically Auburn's biggest rival that we never knew about. So that's often fun, but my Auburn polo collection is going growing. So everyone has to see me in my Auburn gear every week. Excellent. Represent, it sir. It makes me so proud that you are wearing that every day to remind them that even though they beat us in the sugar bowl, that was a fluke. We still are the better school. So thank you for representing out there in the Midwest, sir. And it does my heart good to know you're out there doing that. Yeah. Uh, thank them pay for keeping us out of the title game in 2004. Hey, You're side still- story, one of the quarterbacks here is named after Bo Jackson because his dad's a super Auburn fan. So we're wow. going to become best friends. Hey, side story out there, too. You've got a former Alabama quarterback out there, too. So how are you dealing with that? Oh, I keep telling him he's really skittish. So if he gets any rush defenses, he's going to be real scared. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they play in the Big Jaylen 12. Hurts. So yeah. what he's are you going to do? Jalen Hurts and easily doesn't end up working out for him. Um, all right, well, let's bring in our, I think that's everybody so far, besides that's, that's normally here um, from the co-host aspect of it. However, we are pleased to welcome back to our network, not necessarily in a podcast format, although he is always welcome to do so, but in a writing format, Austin Scott. On last year's kickoff show, we said goodbye to him, even though he wasn't on it, but he has decided to... I guess that he couldn't do without us and has somehow found it in his heart to come back 
to where he belongs as part of the E2C network. So Austin, welcome back to your first podcast in about two years. Uh, in the words of Bruce Pearl, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Uh, you know, two years from podcasting for you, what's it feel like? Is it everything you remembered it or is it still kind of as awkward as it gets? Uh, it's still weird hearing my voice, um, hearing back on things because I don't normally do that, but it's still just as fun. I don't think anybody ever gets used to hearing themselves on a playback, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those weird things you have to get used to. Some of us never get good at it, Ben. Um, but <laughs> Hey, I love listening to myself back. So that's how we go. That's how Ben goes to sleep every night. Pretty much. That's how Dak goes to sleep every night. Listening to Ben King's voice, right, Peter? Well, you, oh, can't listen, you will never get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is our round of, uh, discussion ears here. Discussion ears, panel of discussion. People, uh, ben King, AJ Richardson, Peter Green, Drew Hooper, Austin Scott, Jessica Loomis, and myself, Kyle Loomis. So that now you know everybody's voices, know who is chiming in when. I'll just give you a hint if the, the person's talking too much. It's Ben. Uh, how many shots have I taken to Ben now? <laughs> Last year I was number one on in you. your life. Now I'm just the butt of a joke. Look, I'm trying to make up over here. You know, I have to live with this one next to me. So. It was a rough year for him since I was number two. <laughs> yeah, I never lived that one down. Well deserved. It was, it was bad. So let's jump right into it and start talking about some Auburn athletics for this year. But to do that, just like last year, we've got to talk about the past to appreciate the present. And the question we asked last year was comparing that current year to the previous athletic year as a whole. Now, each program has seen a varying you know, level of success over those time periods. So I thought I'd come up with a list for you guys to just kind of have in your heads as I bounce back and forth between you uh, to discuss whether you think this last year was one of the best, if not the best athletic years in the past, you know, decades or that maybe even longer your whole lifetime. Uh, but just to give you perspective and for the listeners at home, the 2018 to 19 accomplishments are as such football, eight and five, a music city bowl win over Purdue. Men's basketball, 30 and 10, an SEC championship for the tournament and the first ever Final Four appearance. Women's basketball went 22 and 10, a first round NCAA tournament appearance. Baseball, 38 and 28, first College World Series in decades. Softball was 39 and 21 with an NCAA regional. Soccer, 12, 6 and 2 in the NCAA first round tournament. Uh, equestrian, 8. 18 and 08 SEC championship, NCAA championship, gymnastics, eight and three NCAA regional, track and field. Kylie Carter won a silver medal, also making noise were Maddie Malone and several of the football players. Men's golf made it to the NCAA finals, a top 10, a top 15 finish, and women's golf made it all the way to the semifinals of the NCAA championships as well as the SEC championships. So that's a lot, guys, and we're leaving out a few programs because they probably didn't have as great of a year. Uh, but we'll toss it over to Jessica. What do you think about last year's athletic year as a whole? So pause before hold that, hold the phone. Okay, holding it. Um. Kylie Carter got a silver medal in the NCAA Outdoor Championships, meaning that she was the second place person out of the entire country. You were a little ambiguous with that I'm statement. Sorry. Kylie Carter won a lot of gold medals throughout the season. I just want to acknowledge her accomplishments. So overall, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last year. I wasn't here. I wasn't an Auburn fan during the Bow years. I wasn't alive during, you know, 
Shugs years. Shugs? Did you just call him Shugs? Yeah. I'm so <laughs> mad at you right now. Shugs. Listen, I can't say that word. <laughs> Shug, sh- I, oh my goodness. Mr. Jordan's years. Okay. Um, There are a lot of things, a lot of greats that I was not alive for or an Auburn fan for. So last year, 2018, 2019, that's the best year I've seen since my 30 years on earth. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think overall, holistically, I'm looking at the greater good, the big picture here. I'm not looking for a national championship in every sport. We got one in equestrian. I'm counting that as a huge win. We got a lot of just other wins throughout the board. I just, every, it was so great. Like you turn on ESPN and there's something good about Auburn yeah. and there's more good than there are scandals. So I count. Well, so let me pitch that over to Peter. Who's like our <laughs> official, like scandal tracker. What's our clock like right now, Peter? Uh, we're doing pretty good right now. I think it's been at least three weeks since our last Auburn scandal. <laughs> Why is Peter our safety engineer? Like it's been zero days since our last work incident. You have to, as an Auburn fan, you have to track the scandals. Yes. Uh, for last year, at least it was definitely, you know, we get done with one and be like, okay, it can't get any worse. And then it got worse. But it's kind of like when you're on top, people are trying to well, find these, the bad things. Well, this was pretty self-inflicted, I know, you know? I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> there, if we were a little cupcake team, like, I don't know, Jessica's college of the South, nobody would care if we had scandals. Jessica's college of the right. South. I didn't want to throw any teams under the bus that are cupcake. Go right teams. ahead. Go talk about East Mississippi sisters of the poor over there. Anywho, my point is when you're a winner, people are going to try to attack you and bring you down. So yeah, I guess if we so. had been losers, nobody would have cared about our scandals. Well, so. Unless you're literally just handing the bag to people like Georgia and Bama or, or Oklahoma, <laughs> like then they don't care. That's true. <laughs> well, Peter, let's go back over to you. What did you think about last year as a whole in terms of the success? How does that kind of, where does last year weigh in your mind as from terms of an overall ath- athletic year? I think we could have been happier if we didn't beat ourselves up over football so much during the yes. season. But other than that, I mean, it's it was great. I don't think it's going to be really hard to top it this season. Yeah, I, I don't really see a lot of areas that you can top realistically. I mean, you know, you would think that a lot of these teams can maintain what they've done. Um, but, you know, to get to another Final Four is going to be hard. To win a to three-peat in an equestrian national championship is going to be hard. So, you know, it's going to be hard to top this year, and we'll see if we can do that. Um, what about Austin Scott, since you uh, sat out a year with your time with us? What are your perspectives of Auburn athletics in terms of last year? Yeah, I mean, I think the it's hard to really think about a time when so much attention and focus on Auburn for several months straight with the Final Four and the um, trip to Omaha, um, and, and especially when those things haven't been done since, you know, turn of the century. Um, and so – I think, like Peter said, it's going to be hard to kind of ever top that, um, especially all within one athletic year. But um, for me, uh, I'm, I think I'm the youngest in here for sure. Um, but for me in my, you know, 23 years, that, that was definitely the most exciting athletic year um, we've had uh, while I've been on the earth. Yeah. Uh, AJ, football, did it sour last year for you at all, or was there enough successes across the board for you to feel like last year was a huge success? I mean, definitely not a huge success, but also not one of the like years that we had in 2012, which I still can't remember what happened that season. I just know I wiped it from my memory. Other than that, I mean, like it, it was a pretty good year. Um, it wasn't the best. We expected Jared Stidham to just take off, uh, and I think that was hampered a lot by the offensive line and the uh, continuity of all that. 
we we had some struggles trying to figure out how we were going to handle running back. Um, the defense, obviously, I think for the last three years has been just incredible under Kevin Steele. Um, I think they they ranking as far as scoring defense uh, in the top ten to fifteen every single year, um, and that's that's unheard of, especially when your offense is struggling. Uh, and uh, the five losses, a couple of those absolutely hurt. The LSU loss really sticks out in my mind, and then yeah. even more the Tennessee loss um, at home. Um, and those do put a sour taste in in my mouth still. Um, but overall, when you when you have an eight and five season, you're going up against Georgia and Bama both away. Uh, it's really hard. Um, I mean, those are two inexcusable uh, losses back with the LSU and the Tennessee games. But I don't know. It's just it's hard um, to to have a great season every single season. Um, and uh, I, I think there's a good possibility of it now um, heading into the next season with uh, some really key pieces coming back. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear everybody's perspectives and just a little bit about this year and what your thought process about each program is uh, going forward. We won't have the time to hit all of the programs, but just mainly the ones uh, that we cover. But, you know, I think one of the problems that people had with calling last year and the ultimate or, or the best in a long time athletic year was the football, like you were talking about, and some of the letdowns we had. One of the areas that we have not been let down, though, is is in soccer. And Drew, this is where I come over to you. We talked about it last year. If there is a coach that has epitomized consistency and not just being able to kind of maintain, but finding ways to uh, get a little bit better each year to improve, whether it's dominating Florida in the regular season or going further uh, in the NCAA tournament. Now, they didn't necessarily do that last year, but they have found ways to be a relevant program and to make some noise SEC-wise and NCAA-wise. Um, soccer this year or last year uh drew what were your thoughts with that and as compared to the whole year yeah i mean i think soccer in relation to the whole year i actually think in my opinion i know it's a hot take but i think it was actually a down year last year for soccer even with an ncaa tournament berth uh, the team was poised to kind of make the leap even a little bit further than they did the year before they did lose some key players but i thought that they were going to make a further leap uh, but ultimately coach hoppa's kind of turned a corner a little bit and being able to get high level recruits, being able to get high level transfers in. So I think what we've seen over the past three years of just covering Auburn soccer with stoppage time, I, I think we're seeing a program that's going to hold that high standard, almost like we saw softball turn a corner a few years back. And like we're seeing baseball turn that corner right now. I think coach Hoppe turned that corner year before and is really getting high-level recruits in there. We had some injuries last year and some other things go wrong, but ultimately she still found a way to pull the strings and make it go right more times than not. So I think in comparison to everything around us, uh, I think it was a little bit down year, but not so much that we go, that was an unsuccessful year at all. Absolutely, and I think it comes from the type of program that she's built, is even though when you have a year that, like you said, might kind of be down it doesn't feel that way because we don't see a huge drop off one way or the other so you've got some programs that are rising such as auburn basketball men's basketball you've got some teams that have kind of you know had a bit of a roller coaster auburn football soccer has been consistent at least in most areas the entire time which is i think a testament again to coach hop and why i'm so glad that she's part of the staff okay ben uh you know we didn't win a national championship in football as you always predict 
Um, you were pretty excited about the final four as we all were. And uh, I'm sure you were excited as well as the, uh, the, the college world series run for you as what, what most people consider the ultimate Auburn fan. This had to have been one of the best years that Auburn university has ever had for you. When you look at a peanut butter spread of greatness across oh all athletics. Yes. This was a pinnacle year for Auburn athletics, but it could have been so much better if we just had a couple things fall in place, like a double dribble call. You know, oh. where was that? Oh gosh. Uh, had that happened, probably would have gone to the national title in basketball and won it. Uh, had the Gus bus not run over some spike strips in the LSU game, probably would have beat them. Uh, if Jarrett Sidney hadn't thrown three interceptions against Tennessee, probably would have beat them. Then would have been a 10-2 and two season, probably. Gone to a much better bowl game, wouldn't have had to destroy Purdue. Uh, you know, Don't forget the instant over. replay booth against Mississippi State, either. Oh. <laughs> if the instant replay booth would have known where – if we had pylon cams and we would have known the line of where the goal line is, oh, goodness – Oh my gosh, guys. Oh no. We could have had <laughs> one of if everything wasn't stacked against us, much like what Jessica said, when you're when you're running high, people want to take you down. We could have had the best, best, best year. However, we did have a best year, I believe, holistically. Yeah. For Auburn greatness. And yeah. uh it's it's gonna be something hard to top, but you know, the teams are so well built right now across the board. I think it's gonna be another good year. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I think that's a great bow to kind of tie, tie on this part of the discussion, Ben, that my encouragement to Auburn fans, and I know that I'm the Pollyanna of this network, but also the, uh, and just in life in general, Jessica's giving me a scowl right now. So you can all, you know, relax because <laughs> she's rolling her eyes at me. I'm here for all of you guys. Um, so I will say this, you know, there, there's a feel right now, not just on campus, but within this athletic department, in my impression, that hasn't been there in quite some time. Yes, it's been with certain programs uh, for a while, or it's been there, or it's kind of renewing in the case of Auburn men's basketball. There's a, a feeling that I have that these programs, the, this athletic department is at a time which I think we're going to look back on and think, wow, that was a great time period in Auburn athletics history because of holistically, the majority of the programs were competing at a high level, Make as I ran through the list, making postseason play and doing more than just that in a lot of them, whether it was a national championship for equestrian, whether it was a Final Four appearance for basketball, whether it was a silver medalist for Kylie Carter in track and field, Auburn found a way to not just be consistent postseason-wise, but found a way to make some noise beyond just making an appearance there. So we'll see if they can do that this year. I think there's some you know, rooms to improve for some programs. I, I would not to call them out or anything, but I would say that swimming and diving men's and women's tennis and volleyball all have, you know, some areas to improve. And I think they would admit as much. Uh, but I would also point out that most of those programs are dealing with first year coaches or second year coaches still trying to figure out the program. So sometimes those down years are because of things like that. So it's not necessarily a, Hey, you guys are not, you know, toe in the line It's they're during their growing pains right now. So we'll definitely see what happens with them uh, going forward. Some big events that we should touch on that are going to affect this year are, um, you know, some of them are controversial and we don't have a lot of time to spend on all of them tonight, but I think they're worth bringing up. And this is again, Ben, please behave. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Leith, our former president, uh, Bye decided uh, that it was time to leave or it was a mutual decision. We'll never know exactly what the circumstances around that were. 
I don't think it's too far-fetched for me to say that it was probably a welcome change for a majority of the Auburn family and probably from his end too. Um, and I think I, w- I kind of would start this discussion off by saying it just didn't ha- feel like a good fit for both parties there. So I'll, I'll pitch this over to, to Drew first and give, you can give your opinions of it and we'll kind of open it up for discussion. If anybody else have any thoughts after him. Leith and Auburn were, were just as much of a connection as oil and water are like, he just never <laughs> seemed to grasp it. And whenever P- Peter and I were at the Music City Bowl and I saw Nova like leap at Steve Leith, I knew <laughs> I knew at that point, like he's not an Auburn man. Nova knows everything. Yes. <laughs> I say good riddance, you know. Uh, I know that's not what you want to hear, but and I feel like we're still feeling the effects of him uh, yep. in some ways. And so uh, I'm really hoping that maybe these ripples are uh, going to go away fast and there won't be more down the road. But uh, when, when he goes away and you're still feeling the effects of him at Auburn, it's just not a good situation. I'm still feeling the negative effects like the logo change. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to go say where we felt them, but. Oh, I'm uh, calling it, it out. <laughs> there is one Auburn logo, and it is not what was proposed. <laughs> well, you know, I think we would be naive to think that he didn't have a hand in a change like that, but I think it goes much deeper than a logo change. Um, I, th- I don't know Stephen Leith on a personal level. Um, probably won't ever know him now on a, on a personal level. Darn. I, <laughs> there's there's Jessica <laughs> chiming in. I I would say that just on the outside looking in, his values probably didn't reflect a lot of what the Auburn family's values reflect. And I'm not I'm not saying that we all share the same exact values and feelings about things, but I'm saying as a whole, we tend to lean certain ways and have certain you know, things in mind. So I I just would say that it it wasn't a good fit and that, you know, it was just time for both parties to move on at this point. And hopefully the effects, as you guys have already pointed out, won't last uh, too long here. But on another note, which I think would be a positive, this was the first year for athletic director, Alan Green. And I would say, despite the issues we had with uh, Stephen Leith, that, or at least the perceived issues, that, he couldn't have picked a better year to be a first uh, for Auburn. So, Austin, what about you? What did you think about um, his presence, his leadership in the athletic department at Auburn? Yeah, I think, like you said, uh, it couldn't have been a better first year for Al- first whole year for Allen. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's a lot younger um, and is widely considered one of the up and coming kind of leaders in college athletics. Um, I think that's helped him a lot. Um, I think he started off on a good foot. Um, with Auburn family and um, a lot of success has definitely come you know I know a lot of people you know whether you want to attribute that to him or not based on has he hired them or um, you know how much credit does he really get um, you know it seems like things are moving in the right direction he's definitely um, gone along with that Um, so I I definitely think Alan's first year has been a success and we'll see where it keeps going. Jay Jacobs kind of served him up a silver platter with all the people we have however I love the way Alan Green carries himself and the way he interacts with the student body and with the student athletes. And he's a fantastic leader. So couldn't have, you know, a better leader as athletic director at Auburn. Yeah. I think his handling of the whole, everyone wants Bruce Pearl to die situation was probably one of the better (laughs) things out there. I mean, he handled it by doing what he needed to do. And that was just literally not talking. And when he talked, he said, as long as he's an employee of the school, he has our support. I would say that, 
one thing I really admired about Alan Green is he did not come in guns ablaze and trying to change the culture of Auburn athletics. He understood that he was coming into something much bigger than himself. At least he displayed that and just came in to learn and be, you know, I guess indoctrinated into it to some level to learn what it means to be an Auburn man, to be an Auburn tiger and to see him embrace that. I think one of the the best things ever was, I think it was after the elite uh, eight win in men's basketball, Bruce Pearl's over there, uh, you know, doing an interview. He's, he's crying about the injury to Chuma and he's trying to celebrate at the same time. And then his boss just runs over to him and grabs him on camera and just starts shaking him and just yelling war Eagle in his ear. And you could tell even with him struggling, uh, to talk about Chimo Kiki's injury, how much that meant to Bruce in that moment. So I, I, I love to see a guy in that role, not just be some figurehead that doesn't ever interact with the student athletes, but that is there, it's, in, it's invested, and actually cares. So that's what I really appreciate about Alan Green. And I think he brings a lot of th- uh, things to the table, and we'll hopefully see a lot more uh, from him. And hopefully all the changes that he probably will make in the future will be good ones. Um, a couple more things we should bring up. Um, I, I think this is, it's not a big story, but I think it's worth mentioning one of the smaller programs in Auburn athletics, Lauren Spencer, our former head coach for women's tennis resigned and left the program. I, I don't understand if it was under uh, any negative terms or like that, but what she is missed for was her awesome presence on Twitter and how funny she was. I mean, if you asked me for a top 10 list or top five list of Auburn coaches last year, I think Lauren Spencer would have been in everybody's top five. Would, did anybody else there find Lauren Spencer funny or just really love her as a coach? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, just being the ETC social media uh, person, I, I always would follow up with her and, like, I would, I would retweet her stuff sometimes. I mean, she's a hilarious person. Uh, and I could see why Auburn really liked her as a coach, uh, but also as a recruiter and as somebody who um, also, you could just tell she fit into the Auburn uh, and who an Auburn women's coach uh, for a smaller sport, I feel like she almost exceeded that expectation uh, and probably brought a little bit more light to a smaller sport uh, that we probably don't pay too much attention to. Yeah, I really do miss having Lauren around just from the simple fact of just how awesome a person she seemed to be and how well she connected with her program, her her uh, and their fans as well. I really do miss having her here, uh, but we're also hopeful for Coach Caroline Lilly and uh, her stepping up into that role and hopefully getting the the program kind of returned back to where they were because there was a couple years there where they were consistently putting people in the finals individually in NCAA tournaments and women's tennis. So I'd love to see us get back there. Uh, but that's kind of a, one of the smaller stories and one we should address um, as a major one that not only affects Auburn football, but Auburn basketball, baseball, and honestly, the Auburn family as a whole. And that is the sad tragedy that we lost Rod Bramblett. Uh, and I, I won't call it the offseason because fo- baseball season was still going on when it happened. Uh, he and his wife, Paula, tragically uh, killed in a car accident right inside of Auburn city limits there, right next right next to the campus and in the campus, I believe. Uh, we, we don't really want to go into, the obviously, the circumstances around that. We've given our uh, condolences via a tribute show by most of the people here that you're hearing tonight and a few other listeners as well. You can, we'll put that in the show notes uh, if you want to hear kind of our thoughts about that. But I think it's worth us mentioning tonight, Rod, and I, I haven't seen this hashtag going yet, but I'd like to kind of get it going personally. And, you know, you see the hashtag ride for the brand. I'd like it to kind of be ride for Rod as well. And I, I'm sure that somewhere that's going to kind of get going as well. But Jessica, Rod Bramblett, 
your thoughts on on him and and the loss that we had and and without being him with him this year gosh I mean I just I don't even want to talk about it. it is just so incredibly heartbreaking all I can think about are his two kids and his and his wife's two kids and how they're having to go on with their lives um personally for the Auburn family I think that um Andy is going to have some big shoes to fill and I'm thankful that he has stepped up and that they chose him for the job um but I also am am nervous for him in that that's a hard job. That's a hard job to follow somebody who passed away so suddenly in the prime of his career as well. Um, so just really thankful. Like I've said a million times, I've not been an Auburn fan my entire life. But for the years that I have been, um, all of the major games Rod was a part of and yeah. called them. And it's just, it's a really, it, it's just a sad day. This is equivalent to the Letzi passing for me. Well, I'm glad you brought up too that, you know, we've got Andy stepping up in, in the helm here now. And it, it makes a lot of sense for him to step in for his very close friend and partner mm-hmm. in baseball and in just business because they also helped each other out in other facets uh, in broadcasting for Auburn. Uh, but it, it does, it, it's a tragic, poetic kind of story that the way that he gets his dream job is because his friend, you know, passed away. And I think we can all agree that, Rod is smiling, knowing that Andy gets to be the guy to be the voice of the Auburn Tigers, because there's there's no one else that you can, in my view, that makes sense to fill that role. Just kind of what you said. Uh, I feel like Andy's the guy. He's going to be able to handle it professionally, stepping into Rod's shoes, stepping into the, to the, the call booth. But everything I've heard about Andy handling it personally, uh, it really kind of reinforced that for me, that he is the right guy, that he is going to handle it the correct way and respectfully, because uh as you said, he had a lot of respect for his friend. And uh, so I'm just really excited for Andy, really happy for Andy. Well, I think that Andy is one of the better, if not the best situ- like situations that we can go into with uh, having a new uh, radio play-by-play person is I think he, he's already shown that he can handle it. And uh, he's done so um, in the middle of the, the baseball tournament and uh, pretty much having to take things on. Uh, and that was that was really cool. I, I heard a, a quote that he at the very end of the game pretty much said, and uh, we all we did this for you, Rod. Um, and that that was just like, oh man, like hold back the tears. Um, this is really cool. Like you can see not only his friendship, but uh, as a professional, he's taking this uh, with everything he's got and said, I'm obviously not going to be the predecessors and be like them, but I'm going to take it on. And I think that's a really neat thing. Um, and he's obviously been right next to Rod the whole time. So he knows how Rod's been doing things. And uh, I think he's just going to uh, keep going with uh, being the radio play-by-play person. Yeah. Rod Barnbelt was my gym five, uh, much like you, Kyle. And uh, he's uh, always going to have a special place in my heart, but I am, uh, I'm excited about Andy coming in. Uh, I've, uh, got tickets to Tulane, so the whiteout, and uh, hopefully there's going to be a Rob Bramblett tribute there. I'm excited about that, but uh, I'm also looking forward to the uh, probably seven to eight touchdown Auburns that Andy will be calling against Oregon. So uh, it sounds pretty good. One thing that comes to mind to me is the Tulane game, obviously, and that first time being in, in Jordan-Hare without Rod Bramblett calling the game you know that I think that's when it's going to really hit home for a lot of Auburn fans because it's one thing to go to your first game without him on the neutral site but at home but can you imagine the collective goosebumps that are going to happen when they play the 
2013 Iron Bowl call mm. from him during the, or at the beginning of the Iron Bowl game. You know that feeling that's going to be in that stadium is going to be electric. It's going to be it's going to be a, a sad but an electric feel. And if there was one year that you do not want to be playing Auburn in Jordan here, it is this year with the fire that they're going to have underneath them uh, to you know to ride for Rod, so to speak. I'm, I am going to get that hashtag going at some point. So. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Oh my goodness! I don't even know what that was from, but Mean Girls, Kyle, get mean on girls. it. Oh gosh. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> How did we go from this solemn time of remembering Rod and celebrating Andy? Sorry, to... I had to bring us back. To yeah, Sunday. you got you got to break the the sadness somehow. Yeah, it was too somber. We got to come back. Well, Rod would want us to be happy. Okay, there you go. I like how you bring it all back together. Hey, Auburn fans! Thanks for listening so far. While this is the end of this particular episode. This is not the end of the conversation. Be sure to look out for the next edition of our 2019-2020 Auburn Athletics Outlook where we look at predictions and opinions of what to expect in the coming year. Ben, AJ, Peter, Drew, Austin, Jessica, and myself will return in that episode and we hope you'll join us too. So until then, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?